0: quarters general quarters all hands man your battle stations all hands man your battle stations and now it's time for tech and trade with your host james big jim thatcher it's sunday september 4th 2016 and i'm james thatcher First of all, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, This is not going to be a bumper cast behind Daily Tech News Show because, quite honestly, we've got a lot to cover. This is going to be a really long podcast for tech and trade. But I couldn't put that behind DTNS because it's not fair to Tom and, and his guys. So we're doing this as a separate cut. So thank you for tuning in. What are we talking about? Why are we going to take so long? Well, on August 30th, that's Tuesday... Uh, Hanjin Shipping, the eighth largest ocean container carrier in the world, the fifth largest ocean container carrier from Asia to the United States, filed for bankruptcy protection with the Korean government uh, to the tune of about five billion dollars U.S., so what does that mean? Well, Hanjin shipping controls approximately 68 ocean vessels. Now, most of those, eh, roughly about 40% of those, are owner, owned by Hanjin. The other 60%, they, they lease out. They, they get it from other companies. Uh, so there's not a huge direct impact With when you think about it. Oh, they don't have that many boats. But the ramifications here are huge. So let's go to the numbers and look at some numbers. The numbers that we currently have from Asia to the United States West Coast, current capacity is about 300,000 20 foot equivalent units or TEUs. 300,000 units is currently comprised anywhere between 90 to 95% of the current carrier capacity. Now, this is before Hanjin, so 90 to 95% of the current capacity. Hanjin accounts for approximately 25,000 TEUs, which is approximately 8%. So if we take of the supply lane, 8% of the supply out of there, but the demand is still the same. We've gone up to uh, best case 98% where we barely squeak by or we're up to 103%, which is bad because you can't have over a hundred percent. So we've got 3% left over, which is almost 5,040 foot containers per Uh, this, uh, report that I've been reading, that means 5,000 containers are going to be left in Asia, unless we start to see some, uh, other actions happen, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So that's a big deal. What does this mean for you or for everybody else? we're going to break it down in two steps. First step is I'm going to talk about everybody who's not on Hanjin. And then we're going to talk about people who are on Hanjin. So if you are not on Hanjin, here's what this means. This means that Hanjin's customers, and some of them are major ones. uh, I don't have an actual accurate, you know, published list, but the rumored list that I have heard of includes companies like Walmart and Sears and LG and Samsung uh, now don't have a home, or at least for part of their freight, they don't have a home. And that's a big deal, which means they're going to go into the market and try and secure as much guaranteed space as they can. The problem is is that we are currently in what's called peak season. So this is the time of year when from about mm, mid to end of June up till mid-November, all the ocean carriers uh, basically incorporate what's called a peak season surcharge or an additional fee so they can bring some additional ships into play so that the capacity can be reached why why do we have the season what's going on during this time frame one word christmas you have all of this volume coming into the US and into Europe for christmas because you 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 know, the, the need goes up and people usually buy during that time of year. And as we know, you know, I mean, if you go into the store in the United States, November 1st is the official Christmas season, which, you know, yes, I know somebody is going to write me and say, well, no, actually, technically it starts with Black Friday. But come on, you can go into a store roughly on October 15th and find some bit of Christmas uh, stuff in there somewhere because we've all seen it and we've all complained about it. But officially, November 1st starts the Christmas holiday buying season. So you have to have goods into the retail stores by that point, which means they've got to work their way back through the supply chain. And you have to have goods at their distribution centers. Before that, you have to have goods moving from other distribution centers to those distribution centers. You have to have freight on the water to get on the ocean to get over here in that time frame, which is where we're at right now. So we're in the middle of peak season and there's not a lot of volume to, you know, just throw around with supply. So we have a high amount of demand and we have just taken away 8% of our supply. So that's a huge deal. So all these guys who are trying to find a home. They're going to pay whatever it takes to get on a vessel. Now, I'm not saying that anybody is going out there and spending ludicrous amounts of money. I haven't heard anything about that yet. I'm sure that that's being done, but that's what's probably going to happen, and we have to be ready for it. If that if that's the case and you're not using Hanjin shipping now, you need to... St- speak with your logistics provider and your freight forwarder or your direct ocean carrier contract rep and figure out what is the plan? What is the long-term goal here? We've got short-term goals, medium-term goals, and long-term goals. So short-term, what kind of impact is this going to have? I think from right now up until mid-November, this is going to be dire straits. Okay, I just maybe end of October, but anywhere between end of October to mid-November, I think we're going to be in dire straits. Once we get out of this peak season, once we get to mid to late November, things should start to smooth out because that's when the carriers are going to realize how many boats do they really need to keep in supply? How many boats do they not need to keep in supply and go from that point? But right now, it's a tight, tight time frame. And that's something that you need to be worried about. So your costs are going to go up, and that's just how it is. And we'll talk about consumer in just a little bit. Let's get to what happens if you are a customer of Hanjin, or if you're a freight forwarder is using Hanjin, or your logistics provider is using Hanjin. What is going on, and what can you tell me, James? What I can tell you is this. Right now, uh, there are peers on the west coast of the United States. There are peers on the east coast of the United States. There are peers across uh, parts of Asia which are not accepting Hanjin vessels full stop. Uh, the Hanjin Rome specifically was arrested in Singapore by creditors uh, on Wednesday morning. So you have an ocean vessel that was basically seized by the government on Wednesday morning because the creditors don't feel like they're going to get paid and they're going to grab whatever asset they can to try and hold on to some of that uh, potential equity that they've got lined up in the company. So that's a big problem. Uh, If you are lucky enough to get this sorted through and you get your freight off of the boat, uh, then you have to deal with a terminal handling charge. Now, most of the terminals have said they're not going to accept any credit from Hanjin at this point forward uh, until they get word otherwise. So we are hearing that if you are a customer and you want your Hanjin container to get out of the port... You have to pay roughly anywhere from $325 up to $425 to get your can out of the port. In addition to this, we're hearing the Houston port is stating that there's an additional surcharge of $100 per container because they have some kind of crediting paperwork thing that they need to do. I don't quite understand what that's for. I'm I'm sure somebody can explain that a little better to me, but I honestly, at the time of this recording, I'm not 100% sure what that's for, but that is out there. Uh, If you are in Europe, (laughs) I'm sorry, Uh, according to reports that we're hearing, uh, depending on the terminal operator that we are hearing about, this is from Splash 24-7, you could see payments of approximately €2,000 to €2,500 per container to get your container out of the pier. Wow, that's a lot of money. Uh, In addition to this, we are hearing, and this is unsubstantiated rumor, let me say this again, unsubstantiated rumor, that we are hearing from Hanjin Customer Service... In the United States, at least, if you want your 20-foot ocean can, you have to pay Hanjin an additional $2,000 to get the container. If it's a 40-foot container, you have to pay them $3,000 to get the container. If it's a 40-foot high cube, it's $3,750, so $3,750. If it's a 45, it's somewhere around 42 dollars $4,250. $4, in addition to whatever ocean freight rate you've already paid, in addition to the terminal handling costs, in addition to your trucker fee, in addition to uh, the chassis, fee because oh yeah you can't use Hanjin chassis anymore. They basically are saying they want you to buy the container. What does that mean? That means once you're done with the container, congratulations you own a shipping container. So let me put it to you this way. I live in Ohio. If I go to my local container depot uh, down here in the Cincinnati area, uh, I've asked them roughly how much is a 20-foot ocean container, and I'm getting a price between $500 and $600. Now, your price may vary. You might be at a port, closer to a port, and you can get a cheaper rate. You might be further inland and it may be more expensive. But I think we can all agree $2,000 for a used 20-foot container is a bit excessive. But that's not for us to choose. We're not Hanjin shipping. So what does this mean for the consumer? My best guess is that the pricing that you were going to normally look at paying for Christmas and holiday uh, items are now going to increase because they have to. The positive thing is you as the consumer have no idea what the pricing was previous to this blow up happening. So you might not even realize it. Um, However, staple goods, goods that are you know replenishment items such as like you know tissues and toothpaste, things that you constantly buy, uh, those prices are probably going to increase. Now, when they do, don't blame your retailer. your retailer, yes, is probably making a little bit of margin on it, but at the end of the day, they have to compensate for this additional cost of the transportation, which is now affecting everybody. So in looking at that, we are going to probably see some increases on pricing, at least in the United States, and I would definitely assume in Europe, in the long run. Um, the A little bit more graduated than what we would normally expect. So, what can you do? If you work for a company, what can I do? Well, the first thing you need to do is... If you are using Hanjin shipping, you need to obviously talk to your logistics provider, whoever that is, and say, how fast can we get off of Hanjin shipping? Okay. If you're not using a logistics provider, if you're going with a direct sales contract, you know, you need to speak with your, your sales reps. What, you know, what are my options here as a BCO? What are my options to be able to, you know, spread out the risk here as best as I can? What are my options here to try and reduce the amount of upcharge that I'm going to have to pay so I can keep the space that I need to keep? And you also should start planning for, you know, the eventual uh, fate that may occur that you're going to get rolled a couple of times before your can gets in here. Um, It's just going to happen. I think it's going to happen soon. But you need to be prepared for it, and at least if you're ready for it, you can kind of start to make some contingencies. I would also speak with your air freight forwarders to try and see what their volumes that they're seeing into your individual market look like. Everybody's market looks a little bit different, so I can speak about the Southwest Ohio market, but I can't necessarily speak about what's going on out in Seattle or what's going on in New York, because I don't know because I don't operate in those markets right now. So... You really want to find out that information, at least keep that in your back pocket in case you do need to go the air freight route. Nobody wants to go air freight, but it's a possibility. If you are not involved in logistics in any way, shape or form with your company, my first recommendation is uh, forward this podcast to them. Uh, So that they can listen to it They might already know this information And if they do, then don't bug them Because they're busy trying to figure this thing out But the first thing you probably need to do is say Hey, have you heard about Hanjin Shipping And are you guys working on a solution for this And if the response is, huh Forward this podcast to them, please If they say, yep, we're aware of it We're working on it Trust, Trust me, it's nuts down here Then leave them alone and let them do their job uh, if you want to be super nice, you can send him a, a get well soon card because, hey, you know, that's a nice thing to do. Or you can take him out for a beer because, quite frankly, we've had a really long week and it's going to be a bunch of longer weeks, probably for at least the next hmm, three months. So be nice to your logistics, guys. I know you normally like to beat up on us, but be nice to us because right now we are in a world that we haven't been in for Probably 15 years uh, when the United States lines, not to be confused with U.S. lines, United States lines blew up and did the same thing. Then that was much smaller. That was not nearly the kind of volume that we're talking here. We're talking United States lines was probably, oh, maybe a 20th to a 15th of this amount of volume. This is a huge amount of volume uh, and it's affecting everybody. So be kind to your logistics uh, personnel, and if you'd like to buy them a beer, I'm sure they would greatly appreciate it. But that's just my two cents. For Tech & Trade, I'm James Thatcher. Tech & Trade is Creative Commons Attribution Share Like 4.0 International 2015 James W. Thatcher. Opinions expressed are those of James W. Thatcher alone, and are not those of his employer, the Daily Tech News Show, Sub Brilliant Limited, or Tom Merritt. For comments, queries, and or show ideas, please contact us at Tech and Trade on Twitter. And follow our website at the Trade Nerd. That's the Music provided by Andrew Allen. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>